Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of the Yang Gang Podcast. Honestly, I could not be happier to be here with all of you today. Um, and I'm here, as always, my usual host, Individual B. Individual B. Honestly, it's I'm good, it's good to be back. B. I'm sorry that you got B and I got A. We could switch it up. It doesn't really it matter. It doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah. Like we said in the first podcast, it's... Uh... Yeah. But we're here to talk about... What has happened this past week? Andrew Yang continues to gain followers at a rapid rate. Yang 2020 is the most visited website of all of the Democratic presidential candidates. It's YGP over GDP yeah. all the way. That's Yang Gang podcast over GDP. Yes. That's an original Yang Gang podcast trademark. It is, but like we really feel that that this message is, I mean, it it is going to get out to the mainstream, and but that's not even. We want to win. We want to win. Yeah, yes, we want this message to get out, and if he loses, the message does get out, and that's great. But like, I want we want to make change, and I think he would agree with that. Um, He's the most practical voice in politics right now. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and, and that's why we're here. Like, I like I like the words that he used. Um, what is coming down the pipeline is a period of great disruption. Yeah. I thought that was pretty profound use of words. Um, and he's the only politician who seems to give a shit about getting ahead of that crashing wave. It's because they're all using the same formula. At this they point are all using the same formula, These yeah. people have been doing this for years and years and years, and they say this works, this doesn't. But that same formula is the status quo. It's the thing that is exactly. not getting any of the politics changed in this country. No. Which is in dire need of something new and fresh and practical and pragmatic, which enter Andrew Yang and his platform. It, and yeah, and let's be clear, this is not just getting things changed. This is making things better. And there is a difference. Like, we need to actively strive to use our best and brightest people to help improve the lives of all the Americans. And he's being dead serious and, in, his, in him saying, like, look, automation is coming sooner than you think it's not like 2050 2075 2100 no it's like five to ten years from now yeah pretty much happening now coming soon okay this brings me to a point to yeah to one of the things that i wanted to talk about um if you go to the yang gang podcast twitter account which is which is gaining in popularity rapidly if you go there my retweet right now that I have up is that China airport face res- recognition systems are there to help you check your flight status and find your way to the gate. Replacing the clerical help you that you would receive. You don't input any information. You walk up to this thing, the camera looks at your face and it says, yo, this is Joe Schmo and he is going to gate 20A. Right? That's what this thing says and he doesn't input any information. And if you think that stuff like that out there exists and it's not going to take some human's job... It's already happening. You're crazy. It's already happening. Um, it's like, for me, I can see the efficiency behind it. There's, there's none of the headaches. It's literally just boom. But the, the technology is a little creepy. Yeah. There's the creep factor to it. And, you're, and you're realizing that this just replaced... Like, when I asked my Google Home to clean my room for me, and it said, ask it, what did it say? What did it say? It, okay, it didn't even say, ask me again. It was a response I had never heard from it. It was a response that I had never heard from it. Hmm. 
And and it was basically like, yeah, I'll be able to do that soon. <laughs> it was more or less like, yeah. It's not, you know, you're not that far off. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I, um, see, here's the thing. I've, I've talked about this before. I try to embrace, like, you have to adapt. This is one thing I've preached. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt. So, as opposed to, like, like, just ignoring this technology and refusing it, it's better in my mind to, like, know how to use it, to know how to adapt to it, so that way you know what you're dealing with, right? To some extent. However, that brings us to an interesting point that you were just talking about before we went on the air, about how the wealthy specifically Mm. are trying to get their children and their offspring in, in their own lives actively avoiding screens do you want to talk about the technology yeah yeah the uh luxurification of human engagement yeah let's say that say that again luxurification of human engagement i wanted to enunciate it clearly because sometimes i mumble yeah um and to me that sent chills up my fucking spine when i heard that yeah and so the premise of this when is that, that starts to happen, that's really speaking volume to me. When when that when the wealth wealthy are starting to, you know, they're realizing what's happening well yeah. before many of the uneducated, unskilled labor forces. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. The premise of this idea that we're talking about is that, like, wealthy people will basically pay. For lives that don't involve screens, and and their kids, they go to schools and they go to private schools that specifically paying for don't human have. interaction, essentially. Yeah. So human interaction has, at this point in time, for people become a luxury because you can get it, you can get it as a commodity. You, commodity, you can get it through Twitter, you can get it through whatever Facebook or Instagram or what have you. But but that's exactly the point, and a lot of these things should not be ignored and that's and I, I don't want to so steering back steering back more towards what we were specifically talking about with automation of jobs um, we do need to be ready for this and this is the message that that Andrew Yang is repeatedly preaching is that these things are coming and they are and I'm not even trying to be a doomsday no but on his website it's he says it's going to be the greatest economic and technological transformation in the nation's history. Yes. And I believe that. And it's going to require the the people who have the solutions that are necessary for this transformation. um, It requires big thinking, a lot of foresight, a lot of understanding of the evolutions of the markets, something that, you know, not many politicians are. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, Andrew Yang, everyone was like, oh, he's not a politician. But that's fine because that gives him a fresh he, perspective on exactly. what is needed for to help the fucking country. People are always so tied up in the, the, oh, the Washington then, machine bogs you down. and. Eh. But then people will say, oh, but Trump wasn't a politician either and look what we got. But, like, look, if that's the argument you're you can't, making, You cannot compare Trump... Exactly. I'm not saying you, but you cannot compare Trump to Andrew Yang. No. The levels of intelligence alone are. Yeah. Astronomic. I, I agree, and and 
like that I mean honestly that's why I'm here like like doing this podcast like I'm I'm not like I'm not a person who is like stumping for political candidates like that's that's really not who I am although it sounds obviously I'm doing this podcast but like I've never felt more inspired by a message and that's why I'm here trying to get this message out to people and it's more than the, just the thousand dollars a month it goes into a lot of it's well beyond it that it, you know that to me the thousand dollars a month is like the the cherry on the the cherry on top yeah right it's everything at the ba- it's at the base of it it's yeah. at the base what's at the base of it that's the most important okay you can't have the cherry on top but there's nothing supporting it right yeah so the thousand dollars a month is is great but it's everything else that he's trying to wake america up to right and prepare america for and that's what like not even that's what we need if we are to continue being leaders in the world yes we need a leader we need people who are and what do good leaders do they adapt they thrive they they um you know they transform right Right. But we're just so bogged down in this old... So I've been saying, get old people the fuck out of politics. Yeah, I mean... They are... They're, like they're, I'm, but, they're short-sighted and, is what I'm getting at. But their, their decisions... The really old ones. These things that... These decisions that are being made now affect young people. And they're going to affect young people for 50 to 60 years. You're right. So the solutions cannot be short-sighted. They can't be short-sighted. They need to be thinking about... You know, if we are to sustain this country for years and centuries to come, it needs to be always focused on what's coming next. Yeah. Not not trying to hold on to the golden years. No. Because it's always what's next. What's next? Time waits for no man. The markets aren't are, the aren't waiting years either. Were golden because someone was looking ahead. Yeah. And that's the truth. And that's what we need to do now. Like. And uh, one of the messages that, I, that we, really, the, our problem was we got comfortable as yeah. a country. We got comfortable. We got stuck in our ways, thinking we could just flex our muscle for you know forever. But I think reality is hitting us in the face and saying, "No, we can't do that anymore." Now's the time to change and adapt. Right. And a lot of these poli- wow, excuse me, a lot of these politicians out here aren't trying to do that. No. No. They always platform for change, but end up doing, you know, the same thing their um, predecessors did. Right. Right. One of the things that I, I thought that he spoke to, and if you're listening to this, you've probably heard this talking point already, but is that you cannot take these, like, you know, the truckers should learn how to code. Like, no, that's just not going to happen. And no. I'm not trying to insult the truckers. Like, look, I'm from the Midwest. I have friends who actually did that, like. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, maybe maybe they can. If you're mid-30s, yeah, you can adapt and change. But if you're, like, if you're in your 60s, Mm-mm. like, it's are, a lot you, harder. are you going to learn, are you going to learn JavaScript? No. No. No, you're not. Like, and it's not, I'm not even saying you're not capable of it. I'm just saying it's like, look, like what we were just talking about. Like, these are the years I need to enjoy. And that, and that's, like these people who have been in jobs in these jobs for a while for a long time for 20 years what are they going to do we need to prepare these people we need to at least let them know let them know to be prepared let them know that you it would be you it would be awful it would be awful for someone to say like i had no idea this was happening We're, no one told us this was happening 
we're both from the Midwest, and one of the things that we talk about all the time, now we live in the Bay Area, but one of the things that we talk about all the time is how much we were not exposed to technologies out here that people who also work with us out here were exposed to at a young age, right? We just weren't exposed to it. We didn't know we were supposed to be learning these things because no one told us, right? Right. Now, we're still, in my opinion, in a very good position because we both worked relatively hard, and we are both smart individuals, at least I'd like to think. But at the same time, if you are told and you are nurtured in a society that tells you, like, look, this is what's coming next. This is what's coming next. Which all of these kids who grew up out, grow up out here, no. The kids in the Midwest, they don't know. No, they don't know. They have no idea. And, and I didn't. I didn't fucking know. They need to. Yeah. If if this country is going to continue to prosper, and if they themselves want to have positive and good and happy lives, like one of the things he also talked about is people under constant economic stress are always. And I think I talked about this on the last last episode. But they're under constant, if you constantly are thinking, okay, this bill, okay, do I, do I have to choose between this bill or this bill? Like, if that is the choice that's on your mind, you are constantly in a state of stress that someone who is wealthier just doesn't have, which causes that right. wealthier person to live longer, causes them right. to live a better life, happier life, maybe causes them to make better food choices. And it, it really kind of spans sure the, whole, the whole thing. And so... One of these things is that we really need to inform, we need to inform the Midwest and the middle of the country. The flyover states. We need to inform them of what is happening. And reinvigorate them. Right. We need, to, we need to bring something back there, okay? Because we can't have everyone just go to the coasts. No. We have to do something in the middle of the fucking country yes. for those people. Some of these big yes. companies need to bite the bullet and just open up something there. Yeah. Offer these people training programs. Offer them fucking jobs. Stop going to the coast. Stop going to the big cities. Middle America needs help. It does. This it, is a gigantic swath of that country, the backbone of the fucking economy. Yeah. Or at least was for a long time. And we're just going to up and say, fuck them. We can't. This is America. And this is Those are Americans. We got to look out for each other the fuck happened to common courtesy yeah. a unitedness everyone is so selfish and bickering all the time it's like no what does andrew yang say to tie yeah. it back to the podcast humanity first yeah that's something that i mean should be a reason why you get behind the man as well yeah. humanity first yes. he's looking out for humanity beyond party lines right yeah. this is a human issue yeah it is this it is, is not a political fucking issue his platform is a human issue. Staring at your phone for three hours a day, that's a human issue. It's a human issue. What What are the This is not left or right. Yeah. And this is why I like this man. This is why I like this man. This is why I'm excited about his, his platform is because it is above party lines because he's not a fucking politician. Yeah. He's a businessman who sees that the country is can, can uh, readjust certain aspects yeah. of its happenings, of its doings to benefit Americans, yeah, the people who are responsible for the well-being and functioning of the fucking country to begin with, right, right, no, and that's exactly what I'm saying. And he has the he had. I'm not he, even he says even he says he doesn't have the solution, but at least the man has a 
a solution. Okay, like, One solution. Something that's practical. Be, you have to be, like, if you want to make change, you have to be open to ideas coming from everywhere. From everywhere. And if you are a Republican and you say, I'm not going to listen to a Democrat, or if you're a Democrat and you say, I'm not going to listen to a Republican, you are cutting off 50% yeah. of the ideas. Half. Andrew Yang has Republicans listening to him. He's already on his ninth or tenth visit to Iowa. Like, he's campaigning hard in yeah. the states that we were just talking about. He's been to Iowa nine or ten he's times. He's, he's got to get that message out. And I yeah. was the, I was the first stop. Dude, those are the people who are going to be most affected by it. Yeah. And yeah. so, and he's he's smart to be campaigning hard out there. It's great that the caucuses are there, yeah. yeah. I agree. So if you're out in that area and you hear this podcast, go out. And help in any way you can. Yeah. Volunteer your time, donate. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. even getting the word out. Yeah. Putting up a sticker. Anything. Putting up a banner yeah. just to get someone to say, "Hey, what's this? who's he? Yeah, who's he about? Like, yeah. what what what's what's he about? Right. What's no. his shtick? Yeah. And um, uh, it's like, Paul, let me tell you how how long do you got? Yeah. But no, humanity first, people. Just Above party lines. This is a human issue to um, we need to, to just... help us adapt to the changing times. Yeah. You know, as as a country that's always looking to the future, why aren't we doing that right now with this issue? Right. You know, Our like, heads are in the fucking sand. Not to mention, not to mention Joe Rogan, but I'm going to. So I was watching his stand up last night, and he was talking about people who are now. Look, I think the Constitution. It's like it's it's a sweet document. Like, it got us here. It's awesome. It got us here. That's an important... But his joke in that was like, if Thomas Jefferson was to come back here, he was like, you didn't update it? (laughs) Yeah. I wrote that with a feather. But that's what I'm saying about Andrew Yang, and that's what I feel. That's what I feel the government runs like now. And Trump came in promising to drain the swamp, and... He got rid of he got rid of some people, but does that mean he did he changed the just the constant nope. cycle of bureaucracy nope. and just not caring about the people who elected you? No. He didn't change that. And that's what we need changed. The American government is I'll use a metaphor. The American government right now, and this is to tie it back to the, the earlier point we were making about the facial recognition technology in China. Yeah. America is like what we get now at airports yeah trying to check in yeah where we need to be as a country is the facial recognition version of it lean quick efficient to the point isn't that isn't kind of crazy cutting out cutting out the uh the fluff but do we i mean do we want that that's that's another thing though like there's questions that that are natural that like arise with this is like do we want to go fully, fully down that path? But at, also at the same time, it's just like, is it? No, I was good? using it as a metaphor. I know. Us as a country need more developed. Exactly. Yeah, they are. They or at are least they're go. more. They're they they are. It seems to be uh, quicker to adapt or change. I mean. Yes. Um, um, the thing the thing that makes America great is the fact that it is like such a, it is just such a steady. It's just steady power. I mean, and it stands for despite the evil things that America does, and they do do evil things. Despite all of that, it still stands for a chance for prosperity. That's why people come here, right? A chance to live a better life than the than they were living in the place that they came from. And that's what we need to remember, I think. 
And uh, but that's about twenty minutes. Is that a good note to end on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll leave you with this message. Humanity first. Andrew Yang, twenty twenty. That's that's about it. Get out there and do your thing for it. Yeah. All Until right. next time, YGP Thanks over GDP. Listening. Math equals freedom, y'all. YGP over GDP. We're out. Peace.